We're in chapter 15 and we're going to read the first four verses of chapter 15 of uh, the book of Revelation. I saw in heaven another great and marvellous sign, seven angels with the seven last plagues. Last, because with them God's wrath is completed. And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire and standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name. They held harps given them by God and sang the song of God's servant Moses and of the Lamb. Great and marvellous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Yeah, and um, so here we are. We're, 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 we're always in Revelation. John is wanting to show us different things, isn't it? And so we've uh, been thinking really for the last six or seven episodes um, about, about the judgment of God that is coming and the wrath of God that is coming upon the earth. Um, but John is always wanting us not to forget the people of God in these judgments. So we're seeing what is happening to the unrepentant, um, but he's wanting us to see, look, like God's people um, are going to be victorious. They are going to overcome. They are going to stand on the last day. And um, that's kind of what you see in this, in this picture here. You, you've got in verse 2 what looked like a sea of glowing, glowing with fire, standing beside the sea, those who have been victorious over the beast and over its image. And um, that, that sea language is just so full of helpful stuff, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I mean, just slightly go back a bit. Yeah. You, 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 you know, at the end of chapter fourteen, we had that whole, you know, wrath and wine press, if you remember that. But, but um, so God's wrath is completed, but there's always salvation, isn't there? Yeah. There's wrath, there's wrath and salvation, and, and these people are victorious because of the Lamb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sea of glass is an interesting thing because sea often in uh, in the Bible. Uh, you know, has it has a lot of meaning really. It's it's the place of chaos. It's the place of evil. Evil monsters could be under the sea. It's the place of um, unsettled uh, satanic action. And, and there's so, the beast of the sea. Isn't and there's yeah, the beast 13, of the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in thirteen, as you, as you say. Um, and then the fact that the sea was in the in the in the way of Moses yeah. bringing the people yeah. out from Pharaoh. And, and then, of course, God did that miracle and he, he, he opened the way through the, through the Red Sea. Mm. So what you've got here is a sea of glass. It's settled. It's calm. Mm. God's controlling it. Like Jesus, he, he could say to the storm, be still, mm. and then walk on it, couldn't he? Or, he, you know, he was walking on it. So he has power over, over evil and, and, and all of that. It's settled. It's calm. It's done. Mm. Yeah. And, and you can see that, you know, there they are celebrating that, aren't they? So in verse 2, they held harps given them by God. They're singing the song of God's servant. And as you say, when Moses and God's people came through that Red Sea, um, you know, it, that 
signalled really their, their redemption, didn't it? They had been saved from evil for life in a new land. And uh, what were they to do? Well, they were going to sing the praises of God because God is the one who had done this. And that's what happens here. There's like a big instrument distribution section here, yeah. you know, all God's people. It's like, I remember at primary school when you used to sit in the music room, the teacher would come round with a box of instruments and you had to yeah. choose your instrument, you know. Uh, it's that sort of thing. Everyone's been given uh, an instrument. Everyone's going to be singing and they're going to be singing um, not just a song of Moses and of the Lamb, but they're going to sing to the Lamb, you yeah. know, because he's, yeah. the one who's, he's the one who's done it. And uh, great and marvellous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways. And uh, the, deed, the deeds here seem to be everything that we've looked at so far. It's the redemption and the judgment, isn't it? And they're, they're almost kind of taking a step back and surveying all that God has done and saying, this is just marvellous, but, but it's awe-inspiring. Who will not fear you, Lord? You know, you're the God who can part the sea and crash it down on your enemies and still it with a word. Who will not fear you, O judge, O redeemer? Um, they're singing, aren't they, those things? Yeah, and uh, I mean, don't we want someone who is just and true? Mm. I mean, that, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Because on the one hand, uh, certainly when it comes to other people who have done me harm <laughs> and, do, and do the world harm, we want a just and true judge it's good news isn't it if you're going you know if you're going to court against someone who's who's done you great harm yeah you want a judge yeah. who is just and true and not only just and true knows all things so he can really work it out but the frightening thing about a judge who's just and true is he's going to be just and true against yes. me yeah. as well and suddenly i think all the little things i thought were all right he's going to be against yeah. and so there should be a fear before one who is true and just. Um, and, and, and that's, in a sense, why we, we fear and we worship, but the fact that he's dealt with sin justly mm. in Jesus, the mm. Lamb, mm. means that there's really good news. We've got a just and true God who's sorted and dealt and, and taken my sin and all of it, and therefore now is my saviour and my lover. Yeah. And, and I think the, the kind of, the, the other wonderful thing about that saviour is he is for all the nations. And I think that's the kind of difference, if you like, between the Song of Moses and the Song of the Lamb, in that, uh, you know, Moses was the head of a particular ethnic group, Israel. Israel were, were taken out of slavery, out of Egypt, to begin a new life. Now, they were just a foretaste of God's bigger redemption plan, but... Now John's deliberately showing us that the song of the Lamb goes out to the nations. You know, he is the king of the nations. All yeah. nations will come and worship before you. Um, so all who flee from the wrath to come by embracing this son will be part of the victory parade and singing this song. It's not just one ethnic group. It's, it's for the world who trust in Christ. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's, there's great hope, but I, I guess that question is worth asking, isn't it, to people that are perhaps listening in. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? Well, unfortunately, there are people. They don't fear him. They think that they can stand before this true and just joy. I've got a word. I've got some things to say to him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, you haven't. No. And uh, you should fear him. Uh, but it's, it's not a... 
it's, it's not a cowering fear for those that have understood what he's done for us. It's a righteous fear, isn't it, that, that brings glory to him. Now, we, 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 we love him now. It's a sort of love fear, isn't it? Perhaps we should leave it there and we'll come back next time. <laughs>